It's Pastor Michael E. Tom. I'm the senior pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma. We're at 311 North Dunbar, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We want to welcome you to today's program. Today you're going to be listening to a word either from myself, my lovely wife Kimberly Eaton, or associate minister at Bethlehem, or teacher. But before we get into word today, we just want to welcome those who are listening throughout our MySpace page at www.myspace.com backslash Pastor Michael Eaton, that's E-A-T-O-N. Maybe listening through our church website at www.myspace.com. Hear God's Word at Bethlehem.com or podcast of the same name, Hear God's Word at Bethlehem or through our Women of Divine Faith or other ministries all on the internet. Now, let's get into the Let that be our last option. Amen. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you, Father. We praise you, Lord. And we're mindful of those who are missing this morning. We ask that you be with them and that you touch them, that you heal them, Father, that you deliver them, that you use them, Father, in a mighty way, Father. And Father God, we come now turning our hearts, our minds, and our souls unto your word, Father. And we pray, Lord, that you will speak now, for your people need to hear from you, that you speak now. Lord, because we're not interested in hearing from a preacher. We want to hear from God. Speak now, for your people are listening. Father, may we be doers of the word and not just tears. In Jesus' name, amen. And praise the Lord. Amen. And praise the Lord. We are... Always reminded of this vision. We're placing it before you every Sunday, every Wednesday, as we are intended in Jesus' name to to construct this building. And right now we have all that we need. You say, preacher, we have all that we need. What is it? Faith. Hello, somebody. (laughs) And doesn't the word says faith is the substance of things hoped for? The evidence of things not seen. Right. Yes, sir. So we praise the Lord that right now we have everything that we need to carry on his vision. Amen. 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 This month has been designated. Make him known through strength. Make him known through strength. And we have been standing on Exodus chapter 15 throughout this whole month. Uh, Which reads, the Lord is my strength and my defense. Uh, Some of you, uh, if your team is going to win uh, this year, you Sooner fans, you know that offense wins games, but defense wins what? Championships. The the G-man that's here this morning could say that he got his ring because of the defense. Hello, somebody. Uh, but I'm so glad that God says that he is my defense. Oh, he is my strength and he's my defense. Hello, somebody. And if he is my the strength and my defense, I, I can win every Super Bowl championship that I'm in. Hello, somebody. But that's not the sermon this morning. <laughs> For some, yeah, it'll preach. 
And this morning we're going to look at Samuel chapter, uh, yeah, 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 6. <clears throat> and a message entitled, How to Strengthen Yourself in the Lord. 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 6. And, and on the screen is the English Standard Version of, the, of that text. And let's read this out loud together at the same time on 3. One, two, three. Amen. You may be seated in the household of the Lord. And again, uh, this morning we're talking about how to strengthen yourself in the Lord. How to strengthen yourself in the Lord. And and we're going to look at this text. And we're going to look at David's distress. We're going to look at David's disdain. And we're going to look at David's deliverance. And we want Christians to know this morning that Christians should learn to strengthen themselves in the Lord. Christians should strengthen themselves in the Lord. Before we get into verse 6 of this text, I want to give you just a brief background information and as always I want to challenge you to read this whole chapter of chapter 30 but David comes on the scene in verse 1 and he reached a place called Ziglag and he found out that the Amalekites had raided Ziglag and Ziglag was where his family was and where the family of his men were And the Amalekites, they raided that place and they took captive the women and everyone else, both young and old. And they killed none, but they carried them off and went away. Verse 3 tells that David and his men reached Ziglag and they found it destroyed And their wives and their sons and daughters haven't been taken captive. And the Bible says that in verse 4 that David and his men wept loud until they had no strength. Hello somebody. They, they, They wept loud until they had no strength left to weep. I don't know if any of you ever wept that loud before, but keep living if you haven't. Oh, because sometimes you'll just be going about your life and then something will happen and your life will never be the same. If if it hasn't happened to you, just keep living. Maybe it's the death of a loved one. Uh, Oh, for me, it was the death of my grandmama. And uh, the death of my grandmama meant that my whole life had changed. Time had shifted for us and our whole family because she was the rock of the family. And life has never been the same since 
she's been gone. Some of you may be seated here today and you've experienced those kind of losses. Uh, oh, some maybe two weeks ago listening here in Oklahoma when the fires burnt and the only thing that was left behind were the ashes and you're still trying to rebound from that situation. Somebody else, it may be the death of another loved one. Somebody else, it may have been losing that job, that job that you spent the last 25 years of your life, that job that you, that you gave everything to, but all of a sudden they called you in and gave you a pink slip, that place where you wanted to retire from, that place that, that you got your identity from, that place uh, oh, where it provided you to make a real good living and a real good home, and all of a sudden, now it's gone. Hello, somebody. Well, that's what happened in the text with David. And David lost his, his wives. David had lost his children. And not only David, but all the people that were there, they came and the place was burnt. And, and they began to sorrow, sorrow so hard that they had no strength. Have you ever really heard a grown man cry? Oh, it is an ugly sight to see a grown man cry. I mean, to really cry. And all of these grown men in the text were crying. And they cried till they had no more strength. And then we get to verse 6. Because the man of God, the man after God's own heart, the man of God to which the people would fight to lose their lives. The man of God to which the people look to. The man of God. Now he's no longer that sanctified man of God. For the people were greatly distressed. And the Bible says, and, and these same men that would have given their lives for David were talking about stoning him. Hello, somebody. Have you ever been in the wrong place at the wrong time? <laughs> oh, has, there, has anything ever happened in your life where you were mourning, but folk began to blame you for the problem? Oh, you didn't have anything to, to do with the problem. You didn't have anything to do with the death. You didn't have anything to do with the layoff. You didn't have, but folk began to blame you. Uh, you're mourning too, but everybody else is blaming you. Uh, have you ever been in a place of leadership? Have you ever been a pastor before? Because pastors a lot of times get blamed for stuff. Oh, that other folk do. Hello, somebody. Oh, have you ever been in that place of leadership where folk look to you and they say where is your God now why did not your God protect us why did not your God keep us why did not they became so angry at you they were talking of stoning you have you ever been in trouble for the right reason as I did a little study, it seems like anybody that would be used of God would be in trouble. Anybody that would be used of God would probably be stoned or try to be stoned. Oh, come here, Paul. Oh, yeah, they tried to stone me. Come here, David. Oh, yeah, they tried to stone me. Moses, what is your testimony? Oh, man. <laughs> come here, Jesus. Yeah, they tried to stone me. But not only that. 
said they crucified me. What did you do, Jesus? Jesus, I didn't do nothing. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. And you can be in trouble for, for uh, just for being the man of God. You can be in trouble just for being the woman of God. And if, and if you're going to be in ministry, you better get used to not being popular all the time. Uh, oh, some weeks uh, they'll praise you. Oh, and the next week they'll say, stone him. Hello, somebody. Or crucify him. So you better not get into the, 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 the accolades of the people. You just better be focused on the Lord in Jesus' name. Because sometimes they'll love you and other times they'll hate you. And that's just life. That's just ministry. Hello, somebody. Don't take it personal. Hello, somebody. You think the devil just going to let you make it? You think the devil just going to let you sit back and have an impactful ministry and a touch and change folks' lives? Oh, no, he will not. Hello, somebody. And one of the ways that you know whether you're doing the will of God, um, do, you, do, do you have folk mad at you at times? Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. This is not the feel-good ministry. That's why uh, these churches can grow to be such a large size because they don't ever want to offend nobody. Hello, somebody. You know what? I don't want to offend nobody either, but when I step in this pulpit, guess what? It's not about me. Hello, somebody. It's about the word of God. And in that word are great words of encouragement like we're going to share this morning. But other times, it's great words of challenge and calls us out on our sin. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. But David, oh, David, what did you do to why the people wants to, to stone you? David could say, well, preacher, I, I really didn't do nothing. As, as a matter of fact, I was experiencing the same pain they were experience, experiencing, but I just dealt with it in a different way. Ooh, I said, I said something here. I said something. Somebody missed it. I, I was experiencing the same pain, going through the same problem. They, they had took my wives. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. They took my stuff, too. Hello, somebody. But yet, oh, they want to stone me. And we are brothers. We are on the same side, on the same team, a part of the same army. And that's what the devil likes to do, to get Christian folk to fight against themselves. Hello, somebody. Oh, to get you discouraged. Oh, you're going to the same team. But yet, oh, you're discouraged enough to want to switch sides. Say to your neighbor, neighbor. Oh, neighbor. We're on the same team. We're going through the same things. Don't try to stone me. <laughs> oh, just deal with it in the way that, that, that would be good. Deal with it in a way. And let's see how David deal, dealt with it. First of all, we see David's distress. Uh, and we explained that David was greatly distressed. Uh, in the same way that, oh, Job and Job chapter 3 verses 1 and 3 uh, was distressed. Uh, Job uh, in that chapter after he had lost everything. Similarly, kind of, but a little worse than what David was going through. Job uh, 
was in great distress. Job opened his mouth and he cursed the day of his birth. Have you ever been through so much problems that you cursed the day of your, your birthing? Hello, somebody. Somebody in here just said that somebody's daddy came from South Dallas. And I like to say I was born in South Dallas. Have you ever cursed that day? Oh, that you were born. Hello, somebody. He, 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 he cursed the day of his birth and said, may the day of the birth of my birth perish. And the night that it was says a boy was conceived. He, he cursed the day of his birth and he cursed the day of his conception. And you say, preacher, what was he going to? Well, he would be in so much uh, great distress. Well, he had lost everything uh, like David had lost uh, everything. A little worse. Uh, he was the richest man in the East uh, and he lost all of his riches. Uh, oh, had 10 kids. Uh, and he lost all 10 of his kids all in one day. Hello, somebody. And we saw his first response in chapter 2 of Job. Oh, when he said, blessed be the name of the Lord. That thing and that trouble started to linger. And have you ever been in trouble that lingers? You have the right first response. Oh, but the day changed. And the next day your flesh took over. And you began to want to stone some folk. You began to want to curse the day of your birth. You began to talk crazy. You began to talk out the side of your neck. Oh, you forgot who you were and whom you were because of the circumstance and because of the time. Have you ever, has anybody ever had any great distress? Oh, if you haven't, guess what? You better keep living. Hello, somebody. But that's what happened with David and his distress. He was, he was greatly distressed in the same way that Job was distressed. Not only that, he was disdained. For it says that for the people spoke of stoning him because of all, because all the people were bitter in soul. Some of the hardest people to try to lead are folk that are bitter. Hello, somebody. You don't want everybody to get bitter at the same time. Hello, somebody. Because if everybody get bitter at the same time, oh, you better watch out, especially if you're the leader. Oh, it's just, it's just not church work. It works in, in the corporate environment. Let the whole department get bitter against you. And you ain't did nothing. Hello, somebody. Oh, you're not. Oh, you're doing all you can to make the sales and the sales are not coming. And folk looking at you and blaming you and they're talking about layoffs. Oh, and it becomes a big a place oh and it's a bad place to be oh trying to lead a bitter people say to your neighbor neighbor oh neighbor don't you get bitter because when you get bitter you want to change your name like oh Ruth or Naomi did in the book of Ruth God had called her Naomi which means pleasant but she came back because she lost her husbands and two sons and lost everything that she had she came back to Bethlehem she said don't call me pleasant no more oh call me Myra which means bitter and there's some folk up in here and because of the circumstances oh you may be bitter because of 
of the tribulation. Oh, you may be bitter because everything that didn't go right in your life. Oh, you may be bitter. It may be a bitter time, but don't you become defined by your times. Hello, somebody. Say to your neighbor, neighbor. Oh, neighbor, the times may be bitter, but I'm not in Jesus' name. Oh, let the times be bitter because in this life, oh, you'll have mountaintop experiences. Oh, and in this life, you'll have valley experiences. And many times in this life, the most bitter place to be is in the mundane, everyday kind of situation where life seems to go on and nothing seems to change. But whatever your situation is, God says to you this morning, don't become bitter. Hello, somebody. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh, neighbor, don't become bitter. In Jesus' name, the times are bitter. And we're living in bitter times dealing with all kinds of deaths. We're living in bitter times dealing with droughts. We're living in bitter times dealing with the fires. We're living in bitter times missing our loved ones. Bitter times. Oh, when, when the people we love are in the hospital. Bitter. We're in bitter times. But don't you become bitter because God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. Say that with me. God is good all the time, all the time. God is good in Jesus' name. Go ahead and give God another hand clap of praise up in here, up in here. Oh, I said, oh, I may be going through distress. Oh, I may be disdained. Everybody may be talking about me, but oh, my God is still good. And because my God is good, oh, I don't just have to lose all of my strength. Morning, oh, I can start to do what David did in the text. It said a little earlier up there, he mourned till he had no strength. But then it says something got a hold of him. In the midst of all the trials, in the midst of all the tribulation of the text, something got a hold of him. He came to his right mind, you see. Oh, the man of God always defaults back to righteousness. The man of God always defaults back to God. Oh, you may be able to take him on a little trip. Oh, but he will refuse to take your journey. He's going to get back in the right place at the right time to make a difference in that place and time. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, it's time for you to get that back to the right place in the right time in Jesus' name. The text says, oh, after, well, let's look at Moses and his disdainment. Moses then cried out to the Lord, what am I to do with these people, they are what? Almost ready <laughs> to stone me. <laughs> oh, they don't like you. They disdain you. You're in good company. Oh, can you say Moses? Can you say David? Can you say Paul? Oh, and can you say Jesus? Oh, oh, they were all disdained. All good men. Hello, somebody. All godly men. All men who made a difference in their time, but they had 
had a little trouble and just because you got a little trouble oh don't uh, give up hope just because uh, oh everybody's not calling your name like they used to don't uh, give up hope uh, oh you've got to depend upon the God that you serve uh, and you cannot depend upon the people that you serve you've got to depend upon the God that you serve in Jesus name Oh, everybody that's good has been disdained. Oh, even sometimes, uh, oh, uh, one of the disdainments that, that I, I, I didn't like as I was, uh, I told you on Monday night I had a nephew. My nephew was born uh, addicted to crack cocaine. And when I, when, when I got to take care of him, he could fit in the palm of my hand. And God used me and my mother to nurse him up. God used me and my mother to, 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 to train him up. And don't you know that little boy made me mad one day. Oh, we had to let him go for a few hours to the babysitters, the place where they took care of kids. And, and after we went through all that, I would come to pick him up. And then he didn't want to come. <laughs> Made me mad. Oh, some of your mothers can relate to that. You know, you birthed that child into existence. And now that child is tripping. That child don't want to have nothing to do with you. And they don't know that, 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 that his big head kept you in labor for 24 hours and put you all through all kind of pain and now he's acting crazy like he don't want to come to you don't want to be around you and you're looking at him oh hello somebody <laughs> we all get disdain at one time or another oh but keep your hope and your faith in God hello somebody and we get to David's deliverance this is what happened but it says later on in the text but David Cursed everybody out. <laughs> what could, the David, being a mighty man of valor, began to fight and began to kill. Hello, something, because you remember David was a bad boy. He was, a, he was the one that took on Goliath. Hello, somebody. He was a bad boy. He, he could have fought his own battles. Hello, somebody. But it says, what did David do? But David what? Strengthened himself in drugs. What? what? Strengthened himself with the alcohol. Hello, something. No, it says David strengthened himself in what? The Lord who? His God. His God. Oh, I like that. Don't forget that last part. He strengthened himself in the Lord, his God. Oh, he had a personal relationship with God that would enable him to come out of his mourning, enable him to come out of the darkness of the situation that would enable him to default to God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. He had a default because God was personal to him because God was not just somebody oh he worshipped on Sunday in church but God was somebody oh he would actually walk out of the doors of the church on the way home uh, and at home uh, oh and all through the day at home and on Monday morning uh, him and the Lord would walk to work uh, and they'd work together oh him and the Lord all day and he would allow the Lord to, to take care of all of his problems because he had a personal relationship with God is there anybody here 
that has a personal relationship with God that when all hell break loose, uh, oh, you might get loose for a moment like he did. You might lose your strength in a moment, but, but then uh, something uh, will rise up uh, on the inside of you. Something, oh, will get on the inside of you to let you know that you are not uh, alone uh, in Jesus' name. David strengthened himself in the Lord, uh, his God. Uh, is there anybody here have the Lord, uh, your God? Uh, say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, don't leave here without him. The Lord, your God, in Jesus' name. Don't leave here without him. He has to be a personal thing uh, in the midst of your problems, in the midst of your trials and tribulations. That's the difference between a folk, uh, people who get bitter by the trials and people who get better through the trials. Uh, oh, that's the difference uh, between people that will refuse to be identified by the circumstance uh, and only be identified by the God of the circumstance. Uh, oh, don't call me. Oh, like Jada mother tried to call him pain. No, you give birth in pain. Oh, how are you going to try to make my whole life for pain when you're only supposed to give birth in pain? How are you going to name me after your trial, after your tribulation? No! Oh, and he had to call out to the Lord. Oh, and say, Lord, you bless me. Oh, when my mama didn't have enough sense to bless me with a good name, Lord, you bless me and bless me indeed and enlarge my territory. Oh, Oh, I will refuse to be identified by this time. I will only be identified by the God that I serve. And when I'm identified by the God that I serve, I can rise above the tribulation. I can rise above the turmoil. I can rise above the bitterness and the pain. And I can allow the Lord to strengthen me. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, let the Lord strengthen you because sometimes uh, oh her sister Tony said on her way as she was feeling bad and she was trying to make her way to the hospital but she didn't want to go to the hospital in Paul's Valley hello somebody oh but that pain got too strong that she had to stop off over in Paul's Valley Oh, and that's what pain will do. It will cause you to stop off, not where you want to be, but where you have to be. And God has you right now, not where you want to be, but where you have to be. The only way you're going to make it is you're going to have to stop off. Oh, at the God of Paul's Valley, stop off. At the God of Bethlehem Baptist Church, stop off. Oh, and allow the Lord to strengthen you. Say to your neighbor, neighbor. Oh, neighbor, let God strengthen you in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Because every Sunday, you're not going to be able to make it to Sunday. Not hear what the preacher have to say. Sometimes your problems happen on Monday and Wednesday is a long time away. So you got to stop off uh, oh, and have a little personal talk uh, with the Lord. Stop off uh, and have a little personal walk uh, with the Lord. You've got to stop off uh, where you can. Uh, and sometimes uh, you can't get to the preacher. Sometimes uh, you can't get to the deacon. Sometimes uh, you can't get to your spiritual and godly mother. You've got to stop off uh, 
right where you are and where you are is where God is and you better allow him to strengthen you hello somebody Paul Lawrence wrote a song encourage yourself and he says sometimes you have to encourage yourself Sometimes you have to speak victory during the test. No matter how you feel. Hello, somebody. No matter how you feel, speak the word and you'll be healed. Speak over yourself. Encourage yourself in the Lord. And that's what David had to do. Oh, even before he called the priest or the prophet or the ephod, he had to encourage himself in the Lord. Oh, while the people were talking about stoning him, he had to encourage himself in the Lord. Lord. Oh, why folk were looking at him cross-eyed and crazy. He had to encourage himself in the Lord. In Jesus' name. You better learn. Oh, if you haven't learned yet how to encourage yourself in the Lord because sometimes you won't be able to make it to people and sometimes people will abandon you. Sometimes you'll get a busy call or somebody won't pick up that person you depend on. And you better learn to take God personal. You better learn to call on him. Oh, you know, I love your pastor. Me and him are pretty close and tight. But sometimes you may not be able to get to the past. I love our deacons. Oh, I love them with all my heart. But sometimes you may not be able to call them up. But I'm here to tell you, all oh, the old folk used to say, call him up and tell him what you want. And somebody here better learn to call him up and tell him what you want. Oh, I said you better call him up and tell him what you want. Especially when you're going through times of heartache, times of pain, times of tribulation, times like these times. You better learn to call him up and tell him what you want. And David called him up. Oh, the lady just said, Lord, strength. Oh, Lord. Lord's strength. Oh, I wailed up there in chapter verse 4 or 3. Oh, and I and I lost all of the strength that I had. But I know how to refurbish my strength. I refurbished my strength by depending on the Lord, my God, in Jesus' name. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, you better encourage yourself in the Lord. Give God a hand clap of praise up in here, up in here. I said give God a hand clap of praise up here, up here sometimes. Oh, I got to encourage myself. Everybody else is draining me. Everybody else is depending on me. Oh, I better learn to encourage myself in the Lord. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, he had to encourage himself in the Lord, in Jesus' name. I like what Romans 4, starting really with verse 18 says, against all hope, oh yes, somebody here, is against all hope, but it says, Against all hope, Abraham what lived in hope, believed, and so became the father 
of many nations. Just as it had been said to him, so shall your offsprings be. Without what? Weakening in his faith. What did he do? He faced the facts. Oh, I like this. He faced the facts that his body was as good as dead. <laughs> Y'all missed it. He faced the facts. He faced the facts that his body was good as dead. And since he was about a hundred years old, and what else did he do? And that Sarah's womb was also dead. Hello, somebody. He faced the facts. Things wasn't looking too good. He faced the facts. Oh, he was good as dead. He faced the facts that Sarah had already been through the change. He faced the facts. Oh, she had hot flashes about 40 years ago. She faced the facts. Hello, somebody. Oh, but then I like what verse 20 says. What did he say? Yet he did not what waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God. But what? But what? But what? Shriven in his faith and gave what? God glory! Face the facts. Oh, I'm here to tell you, face the facts. Oh, yeah, the situation is there. Face the facts. Yeah, your loved one died. Face the facts. But don't waver in your faith and know that God is bigger than the facts. Hello, somebody. That God can do exceedingly abundantly above anything you ask or anything you can imagine. But you've got to have what? Faith. Oh, I like that. You've got to have what? Faith. Oh, you've got to have what? Faith. You've got to have what? Faith. Have faith in the Lord. In Jesus' name. And sometimes you've got to encourage yourself. You've got to encourage yourself. You've got to encourage yourself. Oh, because nobody else will do it for you. You got to encourage yourself. He is the Lord, your God. Oh, take him personal. Take him home with you. He's the Lord, your God. Take him back to the facts with you. He is the Lord, your God. Oh, the situation may seem dead. Oh, the tribulations may seem endless. Oh, it may seem like that there is no hope. Oh, face the facts. But then don't waver in your face. Hello, somebody. Don't waver in your faith. In Jesus' name. Give God a hand and clap of praise up in here. Give God a hand and clap of praise up in here. But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. With all eyes closed and heads bowed, deacons, will you come? It's time to face the facts right now. It's time to face the facts. If you're here today and do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, it's time for you to face the facts. If you die, you'll spend eternity without God in that place called hell. Those are the facts. And you've got to face them. But I'm so glad that even in facing the facts, 
that God sent his only son. For the Bible says that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Have you faced the facts and deal with the facts? Accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior then you can be saved because Jesus came down here on earth to face the facts that no man could live and be holy. No one could live the perfect life. Oh, and Jesus being God had to uh, pour himself uh, out of deity and walk uh, amongst men and he came uh, to this world oh and he proved that he was uh, the Messiah oh because he healed folk uh, he delivered folk uh, he turned water into wine uh, oh he did wonderful miracles uh, but those were only to improve uh, that he was the son of God oh but the one thing that he had to do that he hadn't done was to die and then they claimed that he was oh uh, guilty of the law oh and on that night uh, he prayed in the garden of Gethsemane he prayed until blood drops of sweat uh, oh came down his his, his brow oh he prayed and he, and he said nevertheless uh, not my will uh, but thy will be done he got up uh, oh and again they accused him of crimes uh, that he didn't commit they whooped him mock him and scorn him, put a cross uh, on his back uh, and led him through the streets of Jerusalem. Uh, oh, and they nailed him to that cross, uh, raised him up uh, between two thieves uh, as if to say uh, that he was uh, just like them, but he wasn't uh, just like them. Uh, oh, he was uh, the son of God uh, and he gave up his ghost because uh, they couldn't take it away uh, and he died uh, for your sins and my sins. They took him down off that cross, put him in a borrowed tomb. He stayed there the first day. He stayed there the second day. But I'm so glad that the Bible tells me that on the third day, he got up with all power in his hands. That on the third day, that he got up so that you could get up right now and get your life right with Jesus Christ. Come right now if you do not know him slip out of your seats say to your neighbor neighbor let me get by all eyes are closed and heads are bowed if you do not know Jesus you come right now oh there's somebody else here maybe you know Jesus but you were never baptized baptism is the first step of obedience a public profession of what you believe in Jesus and if you never made it known publicly if you never been baptized you come right now in Jesus name there's somebody else here today maybe you don't have a church home oh don't you know that you can't be all that God called you to be without oh his bride which is called the church the Bible says to forsake not the assembling together oh believers and you're here today you're a Christian you may even be a committed Christian but you said I don't need the church oh yes you do need the church the church is Christ's bride. Oh, if you're down the church, you're downing the bride of Christ. And you need Hello the again, this is Pastor Michael E. Khan. I've been your host for today's well. program. Right and before we Whatever sign off, we just want to make sure that you have a personal relationship so with God. 
You know, many people are waiting to have a personal relationship with God. They're waiting because they're trying to clean up their life or get right with God to stop smoking or cursing before they come to the house of the Lord. And you know what I tell them? There's nothing that you can do or stop doing that would make you right for a relationship with God. The thing that you must do, however, is take God's provision. You see, in order to get right with God, you have to meet him on his terms, and his terms is Jesus Christ. The Bible said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And the Bible says that we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But the Bible also said that God demonstrated his love towards us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died. God's only Son, God's love, Christ died for us. So in order to get right with God, you have to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And you can do that today by praying this simple prayer. Dear God, I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus, and I believe in my heart that Jesus died for my sins, was buried, and rose again on the third day. Dear God, come into my life, come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Amen. And praise the Lord. If you pray that prayer for the first time, then the angels in heaven are rejoicing. For now you are a child of the living King. Because you're a child of the living King, you have to find God's family. And that's what the church is. The church is God's family here on earth. With love, believe by faith that you've been born to the household of faith here at Bethlehem again. We're at 311 North Dunbar in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We'd love to see you in our services. And if you're listening throughout the world, listening throughout the United States, Canada, United Kingdom, or even China, we're going to pray that God will deliver you to a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, Bible-living church where you can grow up in the things of God. We want to thank you once again for listening. And again, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you need to find a church home. A baby born needs to be a baby born in the family because babies can't make it on their own. And if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are a spiritual baby. You must find a church home. Again, we want to thank you for joining us today. And I'm going to give us a final benediction. A benediction is a final blessing. Father God, we thank you, Lord, and we pray in Jesus' name that you would bless everyone at the sound of my voice, especially the new children of God. Deliver them safely to a church home and put your hedge of protection around us all. Keep us safe from our harm and danger until we meet again, either here in Cyber Church or in the service. We thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hello again. This and is Pastor Mike Lee Tom, the senior Lord. pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We want to take this opportunity to see if God used this message in your heart. If if your life has changed, if God really spoke to you and touched your heart and changed the moment in your life, we just want to thank God for how he's working in your life, but we also want to take this opportunity to see if we can get you to sow a seed in the life of our church. Right now, we're entering into a building program, and we've called in this program Vision 
to reality. And this is phase one of our building program. And I've told many of our members, you know, I may not serve at a mega church, but I do serve a mega God. I'm not living in a mega city. This is Paul's Valley. But we serve a mega God because we're heard all over the United States and different countries and kingdoms. And we're believing that God owns the cattle on a thousand hills where you are. And if you take a moment and go to our church website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com. And you can hear it. Uh, tap the link on the MySpace page. Or uh, just go to the front page of our website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com. And scroll to the bottom there. You'll see Vision to Reality. And that's where you can give to the building and we, we want to do it kind of just like Obama did it. he raised his funds it was just people ordinary everyday people $25 that helped him to raise millions of dollars in a economy that people were saying that is depressed I think that's God I believe God can do it for us and we want you to give once again now if God has touched and moved and worked in your life as a result of you listening to this ministry we want you to give to vision to reality and help us to make our building here in Paul's Valley, state-of-the-arts build a reality because you've taken time to give 25, 50, 10, 100, and you may be able to do more. Whatever God is laying on your heart, we need you so we can build this vision to a reality. May God bless you and keep you is my prayer. Again, go to the website, www.heargodsword.com.